0: Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategies. Learn from Arif Halabi. Learn about financial power. Hey folks, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me this morning. I'm Arif Halabi on the total financial hour. We're here every week at this time talking about your family's finances. Of course, getting out of debt, managing money planning for your future that's what we all try to do uh, that's what TFS financial insurance services uh, hopes to do when it comes to your financial life that's kind of what our plan is is to help you be uh, you know at least part of a couple of those things one or two of them seeing if we can manage to not <laughs> not uh, make big mistakes in retirement you, you know for a lot of people uh, I'll give you an example of folks I met with this week uh, I like to do this because it's real it's it, they are real people that we've met with in fact it's Real examples, and you're not going to hear that a lot for various reasons, uh, because I, I think we have to defend it, right? If I tell you a client came in and did this, that's actually a real client uh, that did it, and and we we have to be able to to substantiate that. So uh, I'll give you a good example. As a client, uh, a lot of folks are marrying. By the way, I don't know if you're if you've seen this, marrying later in life, and they've had no children, and they're marrying in their 50s or 60s or 60s or 70s, and they're marrying uh, for companionship and for other reasons, uh, to, to enjoy someone's company, right? I, I think marriage later on in life is not just about the physical attraction as it is also the companionship. That, that matters a lot to people because the companionship and the loneliness uh, are real issues, real issues that we feel in retirement. And it can mean... That people don't retire, and they use all sorts of other reasons and excuses, but mainly it's because they want to be around other people. Their entire social fabric, their, their entire social network is at work. It is that group of people who picks a, a particular stereotype, right? If you have an office full of 10 people, there's going to be the one who complains all the time. There's going to be one who's ditzy. There's going to be one who's happy all the time. There's going to be the one who you call when your computer breaks. There's going to be somebody who is always flirting with somebody else, right? It's just there's an office. It's almost an office culture. And as you have that office culture, people are walking through this one day I can't wait to retire. And when that one day I can't wait to retire moment happens, are you prepared? Because if that moment coincides with what we've had recently in the last couple of weeks, which is massive market volatility, you know, you're up $20,000. you are down 20000 Let me give you a good example. A lady who is a widow came in. She has a couple of sources of income. Social Security and her husband's pension uh, has to take her required minimum distribution. She's 73. So she's taking her required minimum distributions out of her retirement account. That is the minimum the government actually sets. And it, that percentage, or how much you're supposed to take out, goes up every single year. So every year passes, if your balance doesn't change a bit, you actually have to take out more money, which means you could lose money. So you've got to keep up with not just inflation, but, with, but what, with what they're requiring you to take out. So it can be scary. It doesn't make sense to me because at the moment in time when you're going to need the money the most and you're at least capable of having a second job or working overtime or working at all is the time when you and run out of money. So it's a little scary for a lot of people, but here she is 73 years old. She's pulling money from her retirement account. And I look at one of her, her stock brokerage accounts and she said, well, maybe I'd like to fix this. So we make a phone call. We take a look. Her fees were $556 a month. And that was on about $300,000. So you go, wow, that's $556 a month. That's a lot of money. Yes, it is, considering she was pulling out 1200 So she was pulling out 1200 Her broker and, and brokerage firm and all were, were receiving 556 So I said, oh, uh, when we first met, because we opened up another account with her, I said, when we first met a year ago, you had this much money in your account. Are you pulling more than this minimum distribution? Nope. I'm pulling out my the, the fixed $1,200 a month. I said, wow, you have lost a substantial amount of money. And I think in her mind, she just didn't want to deal with it. I completely understand. Sometimes for people, listen, leave well enough alone. Right? Remember that saying? Just don't make any waves. I just want to go on. I've got other things to do. I don't understand it. I don't physically feel the pain. I don't physically see the hurt. So, just leave it. And that's where she was, and I was a I was a bit taken back because for her this is it, this is the rest of her life. Money is three hundred thousand dollars, and the broker seems to think that he's entitled to five hundred and fifty six dollars a month, and she's taking out twelve hundred. So that means the the push on that account, right? The, the negative, the drawback. You have to add your fees. And you have to add what you're taking out together to see what kind of interest rate you have to earn each year just to stay even, just to not go backwards. So in her particular case, it was such a large number. I I said, I I don't know. Maybe you can get it. I'm not the the stock market guy, so you can't ask me those kinds of questions with that account because I would never even put you there. Right? I think you can manage your financial life well, is what I mentioned to her, by selecting some or part of your money that you want in a safer place, away from the market risk. Is there anything that you want where you don't have the risk and you don't have the fees? And she said, well, my my little account that I have with you is fine. And then, um, you know, other than that, I think I'm pretty happy. I said, did Did you just hear what the person on the phone said? The fees that you're paying? Yes. You're okay with that. Well, listen, I've known these people for 25 years. I see them about once a year and you know, it's okay. I said, okay, then there's nothing else I can do. We're good. So sometimes because of your decisions or because I physically can't help you, Sometimes there's nothing I can do for you. But it's nice to know that, isn't it? It's nice to come in, get a second opinion. That's what we do. 888 retire That's 888-997-3847. That's our phone number. 888 retire So here's what happens. As we go through this process, uh, when we meet with somebody, I can tell you in 15 minutes, yes, I can help you, or no, I can't. And then I give you choices. Sometimes it's a lot faster than 15 minutes, right? So it's not about you or me saying, try to sell me. You know, we had had a couple indices, try to sell me. Kind of chuckled. I go, "Mm, not going to do it. He's like, what do you mean? I said, do you want some of your money safe out of the market? Uh, Well, I don't know. Do I? I said, well, let's take a look. How much do you need to spend each month? Right? You do the math, add it all up, divide it into the big number, And I say, okay, you're not even spending X amount of dollars. You're never going to run out of money. Right? Between your income, your pensions, your social securities, you guys, and, and your spending rate, you're pretty darn good. So right now, the only one that's making money on your money is the Wall Street world. And if you're okay with that, go for it. Our job is to not convince you. It's to show you what we do. And if we can help you, great. We're not going to be the ones that are going to make you rich, right? Give me advice on making me wealthy. Not going to happen. Why do I say that? Because I think any financial advisor who tells you they're going to make you rich, stop for a minute and ask them two questions. Well, you know, this doubles and triples, and this is a great deal. And I'd say, okay, wonderful. I'd like to meet your mom and dad. If they're still alive, if they aren't, I'd like to meet whoever is closest to you, your sister, brother, before you've made me wealthy. Because if you think you're going to make me rich and you didn't take care of your family, then you're probably not a nice person. You're probably not the kind of person I'd want to work with if you think I am more important than your mom and dad. Or, and most likely, you can't make me rich no more than you can make them rich. That's not the deal. Your job is to put money at risk. Sometimes you will pick a very good stock and you will win. And it's a great job and congratulations. And sometimes you don't. Many people have made it akin to gambling, really. Right? You guess right. You think you're the smartest person in the room. You guess wrong, and you're blaming everybody under the sun. From the president to Congress to China to the Federal Reserve to gold to Nixon, I've heard everybody get blamed. How about, um, I don't know, maybe it's you. Maybe you're the one who's taking risks you shouldn't, or maybe you're the one who is making decisions based on half the facts. I don't know. But my point is, it's your money. Another client this last week said, you know, I want to move my money, but is there a way that you can do it for me? Because I just don't want to make them mad. Because I'm going to leave some money behind and I don't want them to be mad. Because the guy is also my CPA. Right? Some of you have your CPA who's also... Your your uh, financial advisor, and I say, okay. Well, well, what are they good at? They go, well, what do you mean? I go, well, what are they good at? Those are two separate jobs. They go, well, he, he's a good CPA, and he's a, he's he's a pretty good financial advisor. Great. Oh, awesome. Okay. So, what are they great at? Because you can't tell me where you have great at one field and great at another. Very few people can be great at many things. They can be great at one, good at a few. But did you want somebody that's great at one field, one area, or somebody who's just great at some of it? So when we sit down with you, our goal is to say, look, uh, let your CPA be your CPA. Let your tax advisor be your tax advisor. Let your risk financial advisor be your risk financial advisor. Our job is the safety side of things. I'm spending a minute or two on this because I want you to realize, for a lot of people, you know, you tune into the show, you come and you go, and I get it. We all do that. We get in the car, we leave, we come back. So sometimes people catch our show and they'll say, you know, I've heard part of your show and I love it, but I'm not really sure exactly. And what do you guys do? Because I didn't hear the beginning or the end. So I want to make it clear. Our job is to keep some or part of your money safe. We're going to get reasonable gains. Somewhere between 3 and 6% per year on average. That means sometimes zero. Sometimes 4, sometimes 10, sometimes 12, sometimes 1. Just depends on the market. Take a 5 or a 10-year period of time and we might average between 3 and 6. That's what we think. So if you want some or part of it safe, that's why both Dennis and Larry, Dennis Prager and Larry Elder, both recommend what we do. Met with both of them. Worked with both of them. Sat down. Made it clear what we do. It's why it took them months to decide to endorse us because for them, their name is very important and I don't blame them. When you guys come to me, I feel like I am managing my financial life, right? In my company's firm, right? But I'm also taking care of their name, their reputation. A portion of that comes to me because they said, uh, basically putting their arm around me and says, hey, he's with me. And I have to say, wow, I have to cherish that beyond. I have a responsibility beyond just the math. So if I can help you, it'd be my pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. If I can, if not, that's all right too. Maybe you'll learn something because today we're going to talk about using your retirement savings as an emergency account. 888-99-RETIRE. That's our phone number. 888-99-RETIRE. Okay, let's get into this. So your retirement account, look, you've heard me say rich and poor people. Uh, For those of you that don't know this part of me, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series, 10, 20, 20 years ago. Wow, 20 years ago. 1998, I read that book. 1999, whenever it first came out, changed my life, tripled my income in a very short period of time, made me so I understood You know, not everybody that reads it is going to feel the same. But for me, it happened to hit at the right moment. Uh, Ultimately, after about uh, the first year, me and my wife started scholarship funds. We gave money away for kids to go to college. I always say strangers' kids to attend college. And it was character-based. And it was based on them reading that book and writing an essay. We'd give one to a boy and one to a girl. And it was renewable based on their character. In other words, they had certain guidelines that they had to follow. And if they could follow those guidelines, no problem. Then I didn't ask them which ones they violated, because if they violated one, then they just didn't sign an an integrity form that I had every year. Could you you, uh, say you did all of these things? Yes, sign. No, that's okay. I don't want to know which one. I don't want the details. And if you could, then you received another $1,000. And you did that for four years. Well, Robert Kiyosaki found out about this. Because I asked for books. (laughs) Because I would go speak at high schools to encourage them to apply for my scholarship, and I would give away 30, 40, 50, 60 books, sometimes more. And I would speak to different high school classes, senior classes, maybe two or three or four classes. And you can imagine, you know, how many, not everybody wanted one. Not everybody wanted to apply for the scholarship, but some did because I would lay out the guidelines ahead of time. And so I would call up and say, hey, you know, do you think I can get books for, uh, at wholesale price or free? And then so Robert finds out about it, and he ends up saying, hey, you know, Kim, actually, his wife, sends me an email and says, hey, would you like to, uh, can we, would you be willing to write a testimonial of how much it changed her life? Sure. I wrote the testimonial. She, they call back and say, hey, would you be interested in being in our infomercial? So from 2001... January is when they came and filmed it at my home in in L.A. From 2001 until 2005, I think it was. It ran all around uh, the country, actually all around the world. My wife and I happened to be in Europe, and we saw it. And another friend of ours was on a ship in the military in in the Persian Gulf and said, hey, we're watching it on armed forces. Now, what did I receive from that? nothing. Actually, I did receive a couple of cases of books over time, but not many. Still had to go buy them at the bookstore. But that is my way of saying thank you to groups of people because it changed my life. And in that period of time, we learned why rich people are rich and poor people are poor. His theories, in my opinion, are phenomenal. Let's him as a person. He's not a friend. He's not my neighbor. He's... Uh, it'd be nice to maybe at least have a couple conversations with them to say, hey, maybe I, we maybe we can be friends. But the point is, uh, unless you think you're going to agree with anybody 100%, enough, right? Unless you write the book, nobody you're not going to agree with everything 100% in every single book that you read. How many of you agree with 100% of the Bible? Well, you better if you're a believer. But besides that and the Constitution, there aren't a lot of books that I believe 100% of everything that is said in it doesn't mean I'm right because sometimes people will go to passages on page 74. Let me show you what I don't like. Okay, enough enough of you. You look for the world to be bad. I want you to think about this for a second. Rich people do different things with their money. And I don't mean wealthy. Wealthy is the money in your pocket. Rich is the mindset. Poor is the mindset. Broke is the money in your pocket. See the difference? Because what do rich people do with their retirement savings or their money? Every dollar has a job to do. You see, I don't want you to look at your retirement account, call it a retirement account, and then use it to put a new roof on the house. Or it's a retirement account, and you call it a retirement account, and it's taxed as a retirement account, and you get all the benefits of a retirement account, and then you use it for your child's college. That's not the job. And then you wonder, why, gosh, it seems like I'm in this circle Always refinancing my house. I bought it for two fifty, and I owe six fifty, right? Or it seems like you go. I just can't seem to get away from taxes. Every time I turn around, I'm paying more and more taxes. You know, the Rich Dad Poor Dad series is a very interesting series. I think it's owned by Time Life. I don't think Robert owns the the name. I think Time Life does. But it's still his books, right? He did, he wasn't super familiar with the. Uh, with the publishing world at the time, I think he got—he didn't get the best deal, maybe. But nonetheless, the rich dad poor dad series, in my opinion, is amazing. It's a great book. I wish he paid me for it. He doesn't. But you have to look at these kinds of things and ask, "What's the job of the money?" Okay, the twenty dollars in your pocket—that's for lunch today. You're not—you didn't receive any special tax benefits or favorable, whatever. No. You have to make $25. You get 25 You give 5 to the government for taxes. 20 now you get to go buy lunch. Except the lunch you have to buy, you're in uh, Glendale or you're in uh, different cities where you're paying 10% sales tax, plus 10.5, I think, in Glendale. 10.5% sales tax. In a state that charges near record numbers, incredible. Shame on you. And then what do you do? Now you have to go buy, okay, now you don't, you don't even get to receive a $20 meal. You have to buy a, oh, I don't know, let's say a $16 meal or $15 meal. Pay your taxes, your tip, and then you receive your $15. So in other words, your effort your work ethic, your effort is $25 worth of work to receive $15 worth of goods and services, right? Because you have to pay all the taxes along the way. That's before you find parking and you pay for your parking, you know, $3 a minute or whatever it is at these parkings. So I think they're going to chase away retirees rather quickly, which is crazy because Florida gets it. And many other states, Arkansas is one, where they say things like, bring your unearned income to us. You do not take a job and you bring income. We like you, right? You bring lots of money from Boston and and Michigan and and places where they tax the daylight out of you and you have to run. New Jersey, New York, right? And they flee south. They go to Florida. Ask anybody that's there. They say, my gosh, why didn't I do this sooner? This is insane. And they live closer to that $25 worth of living because they aren't paying the taxes that are accordingly. Should you use your retirement account for emergency money? I don't think so. Now, listen, if it's homeless or use your retirement account, I get it. If it's, I have no money except my retirement account. Okay, well, then we have to, right? Don't go to the extreme and try to make an example and justify your position. Speak the norm. So what I want you to do is to have an emergency account for emergencies, which is funded by your income even in retirement. That means as you're earning income from your pension, 401k, pulling out money from uh, your required minimum distributions, all of those things that you are pulling out, social security, et cetera, rental properties, got it. You're not living on 100% of those monies. You're taking some, putting it to the side, taking some, putting it to the side. So if there's a need for an emergency uh, dollars, roof on the house, uh, even a vacation—that's going to be separate funds. So you're using each dollars for its own purpose, right? Emergency money is emergency money. When we come back, I'm going to give you a little bit of a breakdown of where I think there's some some push and pull here, and why I think you should be using different dollars set aside. When we come back, you're listening to me, of Hallaby on The Total Financial Hour, Triple Eight, 99 retired, Triple Eight, 99 retired, TFS, Financial Insurance Services, and Total Financial Solutions bring you this program. I'm Arif Hallaby. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial. Hey guys, welcome to the program. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Eric Halaby, The total financial hour on TFS and with TFS financial insurance services on AM 870, the answer. Okay, listen, we're talking about uh, retirement savings and some of the ways that we are creating income in retirement. One of the things that we want to focus on as you're receiving income and different dollars that come in the door, realize that the current system that we have, right or wrong, I don't know if there's a better way. I think there is Bit above my pay grade, maybe. Right now, we tax you for uh, at a certain rate, regardless of whether you're married or single. But it's based on income. Just basically double it. Meaning, if it's a fifty thousand when you're single, it's a hundred thousand is the same taxable income if you're married. So that's pretty good. But when you're pulling money from your retirement account and you're living on it, you realize that. Your expenses aren't going to go down by half when somebody passes away, meaning you don't get half of a house payment or you're not reducing half of all the water bill. You're not reducing half of all the electricity, right? A light is on whether six people are under the light bulb or one. So there are some expenses, you know, maybe food, of course, would be an exception or insurance. But other than that, listen, guys, you are are going to be penalized when you are a widow or widower. Or when you're single, divorced, uh, when you go from being married, filing jointly to single, the penalty that you pay is substantial. In other words, it's thousands and thousands of dollars. Sometimes it's double the taxes of what you were paying. Now, listen, a marriage penalty isn't like specifically a penalty as if you're like, aha, you're, you're no longer married. There's a penalty. It's not that. It's just when you reach certain thresholds, sooner you could end up paying more taxes as a couple or less taxes depending on where you are. A good example is you're receiving your Social Security, his Social Security, and a pension. And maybe she has a pension. So maybe you've chosen to get a little bit more money now and less money later on the pension, but right now there are two lives filing taxes. You're married, filing jointly, Look at the graph. Look at the numbers. And then when you, rec- when you get down to that level, and they, now they're taking out money based on taxes, they're doing it as if you were making a much larger source of income. So what I don't want you to do is to think when he passes away or she passes away, that your life just stays the same. Sometimes the taxes you pay are enormously higher. Social Security wasn't taxed before. Now it is. Right, there's different thresholds that you hit. So be very careful if you're trying to to look at, well, at least when one of us passes away, you know, our plan is not to have life insurance because what are we going to need it for? Listen, life insurance has a job to do in retirement as much as it had a job to do when you were raising children. But one, don't overinsure. There's no reason to have you know millions of dollars of, of life insurance if you're a middle class income person that Probably doesn't exist for that purpose. But enough income to offset the tax penalty that you would receive when you go from two people filing taxes married jointly to one, that could help. If there is still some debt in retirement, rental properties, primary residence, especially if you have rental properties that will soon leave their depreciation schedule. Now, for some of you that don't have rental properties, you don't know what I'm talking about. That's okay. Give me just... 30 seconds. When you are filing your taxes and it's commercial, uh, sorry, residential property, you have 27 and a half years to write it off. But if you've owned that property for more than 27 and a half years, you no longer receive the depreciation, which means a big portion of those rent uh, receipts are taxable at a much higher level. And for commercial, it's a higher number. It's 39. Years, okay. So you're going to have different numbers come in play. But just keep this in mind, if you are somebody who is in a position to retire, you need to be thinking whether it's life insurance to pay off debt, whether it's life insurance to pay for the, the uh, pension, because as I mentioned the first part of the hour, a lot of people are marrying later in life, which means in many cases, depending on the pension rules that you came from. You had to be married for a period of time in order to receive the other spouse's pension. Right? Maybe they weren't working when you met them. They were already retired. Well, their pension rules are done. They said, listen, I'm a single guy. Give me the highest number. I'm a single lady. Give me all of it now. Nothing when I die to my, to my beneficiaries. Well, now you're married. Now you both are contributing to the household. You have a house payment. You have uh, property taxes. Maybe you travel, maybe you have a car, maybe you have a lifestyle you are used to, and it requires that other person's pension dollars to come in. Well, all of a sudden, they're not there anymore. And because you weren't married when they made the decision on what type of pension uh, dollar to to select, 100% of their pension and the lowest of the two social securities is gone. Now, that can take out half of your income, but without removing half of your expenses. So when we talk about this, how do we worry about you guys not being somebody who loses everything? Right, We've seen this where people go from a wonderful lifestyle. Somebody dies on a, unexpectedly, and now they're selling off things. They're moving to apartments. They're moving to a city or a community that's much lower to, to, uh, to live but it isn't where their friends and family are, right? They've moved away from the things that they called normal. So I don't want you to be somebody who is forced in that position. You can do so sometimes with a very small amount of life insurance. It can make that difference. So consider that in retirement. If you already have a plan and you're about ready to cancel it, don't. Check with somebody myself, There's other really good people out there. If you want to talk with me, it'd be my pleasure if I can help you. And we'll see. Is there a way to preserve it? Is there a way to extend it? Is there a way to exchange it, right? Get a better one. There's a lot of different things you can do. You just have to see what's right for you. And I don't want you to be somebody who thinks, oh, well, you know, life insurance is only about uh, having enough money to, um, you know, pay for the kids' college. Right. Have you seen these commercials? Have you guys <laughs> paid attention? Some of them, we sold our life insurance policy. That's real. Right? That's real. We're, we don't do that for clients, but there are people that do. Today in the world of you know search engine, you can find that out in, in a minute. But people do. They buy your life insurance policy. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. When you are taking out a life insurance policy, you want to be as young and healthy as you can. See, look at me. I can jump. I can... I can skip, right? Look, I have no problems. Give me the lowest rate. And then uh, when you are selling your life insurance policy, somebody's going to give you a lump sum of money. They will now own the life insurance policy. They're not going to be the beneficiary. You don't have to pay anymore. So, I don't know. Let's say it's a $5 million policy. They might give you $500,000. I don't know the number. Just guessing. But they're going to have to make the payments for as long as you're alive so that. You want more than five hundred. You want seven fifty or a million or whatever. So you're going to be as sickly as possible. Oh yeah, barely alive anymore. Give us as, give us as close to five million as possible. You're only going to have to make one payment, and it's yours. So, eventually, these policies, right? Somebody passes away, and the owner uh, the new owner receives the money. So consider that if you have an insurance policy, a life insurance policy and you don't need it. You've saved up enough, the pension numbers look good, debt looks good, all of that. Don't consider just getting rid of it and canceling it. There may be some value. Okay, so find out if there is. Search uh, do some some big searches out there. Some good companies. Do your homework because there's also some pretty sneaky ones out there. Right? So be careful. Uh, right, one of the things that we continue uh, continue to talk about is from a tax standpoint right if uh, if we separate or we divorce or marry as the graying of divorce is occurring, right that means people are getting older and still divorcing after thirty forty years of marriage. What we are finding is people that are so upside down on the tax world is they are kind of doing this we're divorced but we're not really divorced, meaning on paper they're still married. Together, they still file taxes, but they have two uh, completely separate lives. They date other people. They live, in some cases, with other people. They have different addresses, different cities. But for financial reasons, they still stay together and still have uh, a financial tie, if you will, until the day comes when one of them wants to remarry. And they, uh, we had this recently where they had to give each other an, a notice. I think it was a six-month notice. And in January of every year, they had to give them a notice. Uh, do they have an intent to marry this calendar year? Because then you have to plan tax-wise. And they just separated and went on their way. It was, It's kind of weird. But it, it's the new way. Right? I'm sure they... <laughs> my parents said, and these VCR things microwave. What is all that? That's weird, right? So today, socially, things are weird. When you're in your fifties, you look back, you have a little bit of history, I guess. And each and every time as we go through this, right, uh, there's, there's some things I always want you to watch out for. One of those specifically is this, I'm going to give you an update because I've spoken to you about it in the past. First global capital and Woodbridge, Right, remember Woodbridge Securities? You guys have heard me talk about it in Woodland Hills, California. Robert Shapiro, not the uh, same Robert Shapiro that's the lawyer. It's a different gentleman. I'm sure that's a common name. Well, the uh, the fraud scammed about 8,400 victims of retail investors. Many of them are elderly. Well, in December 2017, they filed bankruptcy. And the Securities Exchange Commission in December 2018 charged 13 individuals and 10 companies, including some television finance gurus. Uh, some of you have received those funds. In fact, occasionally you might hear the name of a gentleman who, who sold this pretty regularly. We've had his clients come into my office and say things like, uh, yeah, I invested so-and-so. You know, uh, 250000 or 50000 with Woodbridge, and I keep getting these letters. What do they mean? I said, you know, the best thing I can tell you is call a lawyer. Because the chance of you seeing all of that money is pretty rare, probably non-existent. You might get something back, but the way it is, no. You know, the Robert Shapiro was 61 years old. He was arrested in April of 2019. And in August 2019, he pled guilty. He faces about 20 years in prison. So for some of you that, that had Woodbridge securities, I want you to think, you need to be careful. They have approached us countless times. Right? Countless times over the years. Oh, sell our product. All I did is the math. I pulled out my calculator, right? It's not that difficult. Pull out the calculator and surprise, it's crummy. Surprise, the numbers just don't work. It isn't that I'm a genius. You know, I, we look at it. Our job is to first protect your, your money. That's the very first thing. That's it. When I look at that and I say, okay, do you have, is there safety that's a part of this? And if there isn't, then we say, well, well, we're going to pass. There's just something wrong with this. So on July 2000, uh, July 27, I should say, 2018, two small uh, companies: First Global Capital and One GC, and One West Global Capital. Okay, One West Global Capital and One Global Capital. They're all called First Global. It's another one, different people, not related but the same financial guy that you might hear on occasion sold these to people. Listen, I can't tell you why. I don't know if it's greed. I don't know if it's ignorance. I don't know if it's just uh, laziness. I, I don't know why people would sell this stuff. Right? Because listen, everybody makes mistakes. I'm not saying somebody doesn't make, but these are two now. And now what do you have? These are out of Florida, reported more than $283 million in unsecured lender claims. Of the 20 largest creditors, all of them are individuals or retirement accounts. Now, what does that mean? Some big companies offer these programs. Some small companies. So I think you have to be careful because part of this is there's allegations now. I guess the, there's serious allegations because he pled guilty to to the Ponzi scheme. So that's done. So we can't we don't have to say alleged anymore. And that's for Woodbridge, but creditors who invested in any First Global uh, Capital Direct Merchant Cash Advance upon the recommendation of a stockbroker or financial advisor may have viable FINRA arbitration claims if the broker or the registered investment advisor did not perform adequate due diligence before recommending the investment. Okay, now that is from uh, a law firm. There's a bunch of law firms that are pushing these uh, lawsuits. Why? Because it's pretty easy money to them, right? It's what they do all the time. So there's some good guys out there if you need to get a claim I don't know if there's statute of limitations. I don't know any of that. But I do think that these Ponzi schemes come up now and again, and you have to be very careful. Right? Private placements, tons of lawsuits when it comes to a private placement. If you're signing anything and on the top it says private placement, or it says promissory note, anything like that, check with the lawyer. Say, hey, hey, what do you think? It may, it may cost you $500. I don't know what a lawyer charges, but maybe it's $500. And you say, what do you think? Is this a good investment? Is this what they're telling me it is? He may not even have an opinion or she may not even have an opinion if it's a good investment. But at least they can tell you, yes, it makes sense. They did their due diligence. Hey, you're taking a risk. And if you're going to take a risk and you know it, you go, listen, hey, I'm going to take a swing. And if I miss, I miss. But the way these things were sold, especially by the guy that you'll hear on the radio on occasion on the station and some others, you'll hear them say things like, oh, these were safe, safe. Here's how the Woodbridge worked. The way they tried to propose it to me over the last few years, probably the last five years. Okay, there's a 9% altogether. You decide your commission and the rest goes to the client. I mean, I'm giving it to you in a nutshell, but that's basically it. Okay, Arif, if you want to make 5%, you can give the client 4 If you want to make 3 you can give the client 6 And it's this 9-month security thing, and then 12 months, we can renew it. Well, he's now pled guilty to a Ponzi scheme. What is? What a shame, guys, because it took a lot of your good money. You guys are the ones that work for this money. We don't, right? Financial advisors, financial uh, professionals... We don't work for the money you did. So this is a shame. I I, I think somebody needs to listen. If you were taken by these two different companies and there are others out there, guys, it's not just this. There are others. Then you need to check with an attorney. There's arbitration. There's uh, complaints, but you have to make things in a certain timely order. I don't know exactly, but, uh, you know, check with that. All right this was your retirement savings. It's what a shame. I'm going to share with you another kind of a tricky, I don't know if it's a scam or not, but a client comes to me and says, hey, I have my money I inherited from my dad. I said, okay, how much? He said, it's just under, uh, it's just over $2 million, like 2.1 million. I said, okay, let's take a look. You know, is there anything that you want safe? What do you do?" He goes, well, I think I have what you told me, what you have. or or what you recommend. I go, okay, well, let me see. I take a look, and it wasn't. It was a variable annuity. Now, variable annuities can go up and down. There are some good parts to them, but they have fees and they have risk. Most people don't know about that. They buy things where it says, well, you know, I get a guaranteed rate of return, and I pay $85 a year, and I get a 6% guarantee. Okay, well, maybe. Most likely not. So, in any case, when we call the company... The dates were all mixed up because the date on the check, it was a $1 million check in one particular, uh, one of his accounts and the date of the check, I don't remember the exact months, but let's say it was April and it didn't clear and become a, and he didn't get the contract until August or something. It was months later. We said, what the heck happened? So we pull up, we take a look. Well, the agent wasn't licensed to solicit in the state. And he wasn't licensed to offer those products until August. So how did he solicit collect a check for a million dollars? And where did it sit for that whole time? So he, he decided he was going to call a lawyer. He did. Here's what happened at that moment. He had lost nearly $200,000. With a few minute conversation, I'm sure some letters, whatever they do, the lawyer gets all of his money back and then fees. And this guy got into trouble because he's not supposed to do that. And he knows that. That's the difference, guys. We know what we're supposed to do and not supposed to do. Anybody in our industry, right? We have rules. We have licenses. I can't sell you gold. I can't sell you a savings account at a bank. I can't sell you stocks, bonds, mutual funds. That's not what I do. If you want safety, if you want security, if you want somebody who is uh, an expert, if you will, that's in other words, I do this every single day. That's all. That's what I do. If you say, Eric, I want to talk to you about my allocation, diversification of 15 Fidelity Vanguard m- mutual funds. Not not interested. Not interested. Not because I may not have an opinion on it. Right. Everybody has their opinions, but it's not where my strength is. I'm not great at it. Okay, so keep this in mind. Your goal is to kind of keep some or part of your money safe. You have already made it. Don't ever think a financial advisor or financial professional of any sort is ever going to make you rich. Not going to happen. Right? A financial wizard, I think it's Warren Buffett, said something very clear. He said, number one, it's the spouse you choose. Number two, it's the habits, financial habits that you have. And number three, it's the career that you choose. That's what decides whether or not you become wealthy. Not picking the great stock and the IPO or buying Bitcoin or none of that stuff. It's, it's steady, consistent savings, habits, not any of this get-rich-quick stuff. So keep in mind that you are, are somebody who has built your wealth. Now, my job is to get reasonable gains going forward and never lose the principal. That's what we do. That's why Total Financial Solutions and TFS Financial Insurance Services, that's why we exist. The Total Financial Hour is about a couple of things. It's about giving you some, hopefully, peace of mind, right, with some more part of your, your financial life. You know that it's possible, at least. And the second is to sit down and say, listen, if I want... To grow my wealth and make sure that it's there for my beneficiaries, my spouse or my kids or charities, churches. Then we need to make sure that that it's in the right place. Because what I don't want you to do is to have money in a place where you're expecting it to be somewhere. And then all of a sudden, the market does a crazy turn. Right? What did we have this week? We had hundreds of points up, hundreds of points down. Everything is great. Recession tomorrow. Everybody has something to say. And nobody comes to your house and tucks you in at night. Nobody makes sure your pillow is fluffed. Nobody tries to sit down and say, oh, how you feeling? Right? Everybody wants to, to try to say, oh, but put it all on red. And when you win, you think you did something smart. It's just like when you bought a house. You bought a house for 260000 it's worth a million. Wow, you're so smart. Why didn't you buy two? Okay, so for a lot of us, we are accidentally rich, right place, right time. We needed a place to live, happened to be in a good neighborhood, happened to go up. So know what your strengths are, know what you did right. And then if you want to trust somebody that, that can help you put some or part of your money safe, maybe I'm the right person for you. And if I can, you reach out. Maybe we can talk. 888-99-RETIRE. That's our phone number. Eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. Hey, thanks for reaching out. I appreciate it. If there's anything I can do for you, you always have a, a place that you can uh, call. Sometimes you just might have a question. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 997-3847-888-99-RETIRE. and You guys have a wonderful week, and God bless you. Have a great time. Bye-bye. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arav makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power, the total power.